Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. Hello, men, and welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages, how to ask for what you want in marriage in three simple steps. So this is if you want to get more attention, appreciation, have more sex in your marriage. How do you ask for that in an effective way? Okay. My name is Mike Frazier, MD, and I help high achieving men save their marriages. So again, how to ask for what you want in your marriage in three simple steps. There really are just three steps to go through. So some of the things you might want from your wife, like we all want something from our wife, right? We want more attention. We want more appreciation. We want more affection, kissing, hugging, sex. We might want her to spend less money or maybe it's spend more money or manage the money better. Or with our in-laws, maybe we want her to spend less time with hers, or maybe we want to spend more time with ours, uh, with parenting, Maybe you want her to take a certain approach with parenting or, you know, stop doing something or start doing something uh, with religion. Maybe you want her to kind of follow what you want or do more of what she wants or who knows, right? Uh, with housework, maybe you want her to do more or uh, time with friends. Maybe you want her to spend less time with friends and more time with you. Whatever it is, you know, there are things that you want to change in your marriage and that's fine. That's normal. You know, we all have requests that we want to make of our wife. We want her to do more of something or do less of something typically. The problem is how do we usually ask for these things? Okay. So a lot of times what we'll do is just not even ask at all and just hope that she knows that we want something, right? Well, she should just know that I want more attention or that I want more appreciation. Or I asked her a long time ago to have more sex or, you know, we'll get into other ways you ask for that that are negative. So she should just know, or can't she just tell, you know, that she's spending too much money or too much time with her in-laws or that, you know, talking to the kids that way isn't good or that, you know, her religion doesn't make sense or whatever, right? Or that she should just know that, you know, I want her to do my laundry or I want her to clean the room more or spend less time with her friends and more time with me or actually take some time with some friends or let me have time with my friends or whatever. Right. So we don't even tell her any of this and we just hope that she knows, well, she should just know, right? Look, she can't do what you're hoping she does if she doesn't have any idea what you want. Okay. She can't, right. You, you need to let her know. And we'll talk about the effective way to do that because there's effective ways and, and less effective ways. Another way that guys will go about trying to get what they want is by what I call the mosquito method, which is you do a lot of things for her and then you hope that eventually she returns the favor. Now, women do this too, um, but men also have this pattern, right? So you're like, hmm, I want more attention. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give her more attention or I want more appreciation. So I'm going to give her more appreciation or I want more sex, but I've tried to ask for that directly and it doesn't really work. So I'll try some of this other stuff. Like I'll clean more or I'll do the dishes more or I'll take care of the kids more. And then hopefully that'll make her more attracted to me. Right. And then she'll have sex with me. Problem is, you know, she kind of knows that intention. She knows you're doing these things just because you want something back from her and it doesn't work. Right. Mosquitoes get swatted. Women don't like mosquitoes. It's unattractive. It's weak. That's why it doesn't work. Okay. 
doesn't feel good and it's not attractive to her. The other way guys will go about this, when they get tired of the mosquito method, well, I did all this stuff, they start complaining, right? I do all this for you. Why don't you do anything for me? Okay. Or like, you never have sex with me or you never appreciate me or you don't pay attention to me. Wah, wah. You know, you sound like a baby. It's not mature. It's not attractive. Okay. Or maybe you get mad, right? Stop spending so much money. That's, um, feels kind of stronger, but really it's emotionally not that mature. Okay. It's definitely not that attractive. Okay. Um, or with in-laws, you don't spend any time with my family or you spend too much time with your family or, you know, with parenting, you know, or with religion, right? Whatever it is, you know, you just complain. Don't do that. I don't like that. You know, you need, you don't do this enough, right? Um, you spend too much time with your friends. I want you to spend time with me. You know, it's whiny. You get that, <laughs> you know, picture like that high pitched voice, right? That'll help you realize if you're being a mosquito, a whiny mosquito or not. And again, complaining, the the big problems with it, it's unattractive, it's weak, but the bigger problem is it doesn't actually define what you want, right? In any specific terms, right? Oh, you don't pay enough attention to me. Why don't you pay enough attention to me? Okay. What's she supposed to do? What does it even mean to pay more attention to you? Okay. You don't appreciate me enough. What does it mean? Like, what do you really want her to say? Thank you for things. What? Okay. Um, complaining, it just, creates a negative, but it doesn't create anything for her to do to change it, right? You spend time too, too much time with your friends. I want you to spend more time with me. You know, it's, again, yeah, it, that one kind of says you want to spend more time with you. So that's a little bit better, but again, not specific. If you're just like, I don't like how you spend so much time with your friends, you know, why do you do that? You know, it's just whiny. It doesn't give her anywhere to go to try to make you happy. Here's the truth, guys. For the most part, your wife does want to do things for you, right? If, you know, if you're acting in a way that is attractive and mature and that's the, that's the issue, right? That's what we have to work on. <laughs> but there's a reason that we usually do these things that we don't even ask that we do the mosquito method or that we complain. Okay. And the reason that we do that is because we're afraid. Okay. We're afraid of two things. We're afraid of making what we want actually known to our wife. We're afraid to say, yeah, I do want more attention. I do want more affection. I do want to have sex more, right? Or I do want you to spend less time with your friends. These are all normal things to want and feel, right? But we're afraid to make them known, right? And we're afraid of being rejected. Okay, We're afraid that if we actually like get the courage to tell our wife what, what we want, that she'll say, no, I don't want to do that or I won't do that. Okay, That's why we use all these other kind of sneaky ways <laughs> to try to get what we want instead of being direct with it because here's the thing it takes emotional and spiritual strength to actually know what we want and also to own what we want meaning to have to validate our own desires as okay and valuable and worthwhile even if they're not validated by our wife okay so if you want to have a marriage where sex is a normal part of it right but your wife for whatever reason doesn't okay for you to want that you have to be okay that you want it, right? To validate to yourself, yeah, it's it's good, it's good to want that. It's okay to want that, right? Or to want to have you balance religion in a specific way, or for you to split housework in a way that seems more fair, right? You have to feel okay that, yeah, like it's okay to want that. It's normal to want that. And I'm fine to want that. Even if my wife doesn't necessarily want the same thing, okay? Or she doesn't validate it. 
right? This is what David Schnarch calls self-validated intimacy, meaning I'm going to let you know who I am, what I actually want from you, right? And what I want in a marriage, even if you don't necessarily agree or you don't necessarily say, yeah, like I want that too, okay? Now, this is kind of the opposite of what uh, some marriage counselors will teach, which is that you need to give and you need to get your validation from your spouse, right? So you can come to her and say, oh, you know, yeah, I want to have more sex. And then if she says no, like you're kind of stuck, you know, um, or to say, yeah, I'm feeling sad. Or when you do this, it makes me sad, right? And the other person's supposed to validate that and say, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, I, I need to take care of that or, uh, you know, whatever. But it doesn't always work because sometimes your wife doesn't agree right? Like they don't have to, she's not going to agree with everything that you want or what you say or whatever. So that's why if you're always going for getting that validation, that sense of yourself from your wife, it's just not going to work long-term. She can't prop up your sense of self-worth. She can't always be validating all your feelings and emotions and everything. It's draining for her. It doesn't feel good. Okay. It's from, it's coming from a needy and weak position, which is not attractive. Okay, strength is attractive to women and it feels much better. Okay. So this is what we're going for, right? We want to know what we want from our wife, and then we want to ask for it in a way that is effective. Okay. Knowing that it's possible she'll say no, right? That's the danger. Okay. But you have to have enough emotional strength to say, okay, like I'm gonna make this request, I'm gonna make it in an effective way. She might say no, but that's okay. Like, I still want this and it's okay to want this, right? Even if she says no, it's okay to want it. So Aristotle came up with a certain framework to, uh, so on rhetoric, right? How do you persuade somebody to do something? So Aristotle came up with this, uh, ethos, pathos, and logos, Okay. And that's kind of the, the the pattern that you want to go in or the uh, sequence that you want to take this in. So ethos is credibility, right? Character, who you are as a person. So it has to start there, okay? So to me, this is owning your side of the issue. So a lot of people will teach about making requests, they'll teach about boundaries, but they'll miss this first part, right? Which is owning your side of the problem, okay? So like, with attention, okay, you want more attention, but how are you behaving, right? Are you behaving in a way that, like, someone would want to pay attention to you, or are you behaving in a whiny way, okay? Are you being a mosquito, right? With appreciation, are you doing things but just wanting something back because that is, you know, not that attractive? With sex, are you approaching it in a way that is sexually attractive and arousing to your wife, or are you approaching it from a needy and demanding place? Okay. So you got to own your side first with money, right? Are you, when you're asking her to spend less money, you've got to like, well, wait a second. Am I spending a bunch of money too? Like, am I asking for something that I'm not doing here or within laws? You know, how am I contributing to the issues that I have with her in-laws or maybe that she has with mine, right? Am I playing a part in that with parenting? Like I'm asking her to do this, but what am I doing? That's a problem with parenting or with religion. Like she likes hers and I like mine, but am I really examining mine and am I living mine truly? Okay. With housework, you know, 
how am I contributing to the issue of maybe not doing my part or maybe doing more than my part without actually like telling her, I feel like I'm doing more than my part with time with her friends, you know, am I being unreasonable by saying, I don't want her to spend time with her friends and I want her to spend time with me. Um, or am I being someone that's fun and exciting and just good to be around? Am I taking the time to really understand my wife and support her? Okay. So this, it has to start here first. And this is what, you know, my program, the strongman system is about is helping you really see the areas where you need to step up your ethos, your credibility, your character, being a man of integrity, a man of your word, a man who knows where he's going in his life. Okay. You got to do that first. Okay. Or else these other parts will kind of fall flat. Now you don't have to be perfect in these things, but before you go and tell your wife, Hey, I want to have sex more often, or, Hey, I want you to spend less money. You need to look hard at the things that you're doing wrong or in a more serious circumstance. Like if you want your wife to come back and she's about to separate or she's about to divorce you, you have to look and see very clearly how you've been someone that she would want to divorce, right? How have I been someone that's not been a good choice ethos? You've got to be a good character, have good character first. Okay. So that's kind of a broad category, but it's so important. You guys, you got to understand that you can't just come in and say, I want this and this from you. Right. Um, and then set a boundary. If you don't do this, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to stay married to or whatever. You can't just come in, ask for something and set a boundary. You have to look first at your ethos. Like how am I contributing to the problem? Next up is pathos. This is understanding her side of the issue. Okay. Well, the way I like to put this is making her argument better than she can herself. So, you know, with, um, uh, with it's with sex, right. Understanding that, you know, why maybe she's not attracted to you, why, because of how you've been acting, or maybe she has some trauma in her past and how that can make things hard. Right. All of that. Okay. Understand her perspective at a very deep level. Okay. So ethos is first, understand your side. Pathos is next. Understanding understanding so ethos understand your side of the problem like how you're contributing to the problem pathos is understanding her side like you know why she would maybe not be as interested in sex or maybe why she has her religion the way that she is or maybe why she spends the money the way that she does right all of that okay so you understand her perspective you make her argument better than she can you know or even, you know, the guys that I work with where your marriage is close to ending, you know, why she would want to divorce you, why she could actually be right in choosing to divorce you. Hey, it seems counterintuitive to really understand her perspective on this, but this is how you make an effective presentation. Okay. Aristotle, that's like thousands of years ago, he came up with this and it's borne out over and over again, over time. This is the way that you make an effective presentation. Okay. Now, and doing it in a way that is consistent with being a good man and a good person. Can you use manipulation techniques? You can, but that's not what I teach. Like, you're not going to hear that stuff here. You can hear that other places. But my intent with this podcast, what we're doing at Strong Men, Strong Marriages, is to become men of integrity, good men. I'm a Christian, become men who are more like Christ. So that's what we're going for here. If you just want little ticks, tips and tricks and without this base of having a good character, you know, go somewhere else. Don't, don't come here because here we're working on that. So again, ethos first, then pathos, understand her side of the issue. Okay. At a deep level, why she might be right 
<laughs> okay. And then the last part is logos. That's asking for what you want in a logical way and giving a reason why. Okay. So in Influence the Psychology of Persuasion, they, they did this, uh, this study where they had a line of people waiting for, to make copies at a copy machine. And so they wanted to test like what was most effective in getting people to basically follow through with your request. So they wanted to cut in line and make copies. So the first person came up to them and said, Hey, can I cut in line and make copies? Right. So just by making a clear request, 60% of people actually said yes, which is pretty impressive. You know, so again, like if you're not asking for what you want, or you are doing the mosquito method where you're doing nice things and hoping you get something back. Okay. And then getting mad when it doesn't, right. That's usually what happens. Um, you know, you're missing an opportunity there where if you just asked for what you wanted, like there's a decent chance you might just say yes without even doing any of this other stuff. So then, so the first one they said, yeah, can I, can I cut in line? Right. So then they did something interesting. They went and they said, okay, like, can I cut in line because I need to make copies? Okay. And otherwise they just gave a reason. That reason doesn't really make sense, you know, because I want to make copies, but 93% of people let the person cut in line. And what they pointed out is just because you gave a reason. Okay. Just that because tends to make people agree, right. And kind of go along with it. Even if that reason isn't really that great. Right. So then they ran it one more time where they said, Hey, can I, can I cut in line and make copies because I'm in a hurry? which kind of makes more sense, right? I'm in a hurry. I need to get this done. So 94% of people agreed that time. So it's better if you have a real reason, but even if you give any reason, you get a big bump in, you know, people saying yes to your request. So again, the logos, right? So logically presenting why you want your request, right? The last part of an effective request is a boundary, right? And that's what you will do if your request is not granted depends on what you're asking for. Sometimes that's going to be nothing. Sometimes that might be as severe as filing for divorce yourself. You know, it really depends what's going on. Okay. So let's put it all together. Let's, let's give some examples. So let's say your request of your wife is to spend less money. Okay. So the ethos part of this would be to look at how you have structured the money setup. Okay. Okay. How am I responsible for my wife? really kind of spending more than I think makes sense for our financial goals. Okay. So you have to look, well, do I even have financial goals? Have I shared those with my wife? Have we kind of sat down and put a plan together? Yes or no. Okay. Then you want to look at your own spending habits. Well, I'm, I'm blaming her, but how much am I spending? Let me actually look at the data and figure out how much I'm spending. And can I really be upset with her then if I'm spending as, excuse me, as much as, or more than her, I had to do this for myself. And I realized I was actually spending more than my wife. (laughs) Like it was stuff that I thought made sense to spend money on, but you know, she had her reasons too. Okay. You also want to look for ways where you have felt or acted superior to your wife. Like, well, I'm making the money, so I'm in charge of it. Right. So the hard truth is if you're getting a divorce, like your wife actually does get 50% of your money. (laughs) So, um, it's probably useful for you to look at your money as a joint thing that you guys are doing. You know, when you bring the money in, you're a team on it. 
So that's ethos, right? You look at your side. How am I creating this issue? And sometimes you, you can just stop there, right? And realize, shoot, you know, I've kind of caused some issues. Next is pathos. So this is where you sit down with her and you, first off, you take the time to try to understand for yourself, right? Okay. Why is she spending this money? Okay. How does it make her feel to spend money? You know, how does she think about money? How does she relate to money? You know, is she worried about money? Is she not? Right. And you present that to her. Here's what I think, you know, you, here's the way I think you look at money. Right. And there's value in that. Okay. And then she can say, yeah, that's right. Or she can say, actually, no, I I think about it this way. Right. So this is the understanding piece, understanding why she's acting the way that she is. And again, sometimes you can stop there. Sometimes that'll be enough and you guys will get on the same page. But then the, the last part is logos, right? So then you come up with a plan. You say, okay, like, here's my plan for managing our money. Okay, let's work together. You know, we're a team on this. You know, what, do, what are your financial goals? What are mine? How are we going to work towards those? And then you put a plan together and then you you do it, right? So that's how this would work when you go about asking her to spend less money. What What people will tend to do or want to do is just skip like all of it skip ethos, pathos, and logos, right? And just say, you need to spend less money, right? Or you're spending too much money. And they don't do any of the other stuff, okay? They don't put a plan together. They don't understand her. They don't look at their side of it, okay? Now, the last part of this is a boundary, right? Which is if she won't follow through and she continues to overspend, what are you going to do? So again, sometimes you'll need a boundary and sometimes you won't. But in this situation, it might be, hey, look, you know, I've done ethos, pathos, logos. I've looked through it. I've tried to coordinate with her. She just will not. She continues to spend more money than we actually have. Um, at that point, probably a good boundary would be to separate your bank accounts and say, hey, you know what? From now on, you're going to have to manage your money. I'm going to manage this money. And, you know, that's how we'll do it. Or you say, okay, this much money is for you to spend. That's assuming you're the one making all the money or most of the money, right? Um you know, you, you figure something out where she kind of has to be responsible for her own money and you're responsible for your own money because, again, it needs to be a win-win situation in your marriage, including with money, right? has to work for both of you. So if you can't get to an agreement, then it's a no-deal situation, meaning luckily with finances, you, you can separate it, right? You can say, this is your account to spend. These are your credit cards. These are my credit cards. You'll manage yours, I'll manage mine, right? We have some joint assets together, but like as far as spending goes month to month, you have to manage yours, I'm going to manage mine, okay? So that would be an example of the whole thing for money. Now, let's say your request is to have sex more often. So with ethos, you need to look hard at how you have approached sex. Have you approached like it's owed to you? Have you approached like a mosquito trying to earn it by doing the dishes or whatever, Okay you really have to change those patterns first before you come and you ask your wife to have sex more often. Okay. You need to get to where you're using sex as a way to continue and augment your mental, emotional, and spiritual connection through a physical connection. That's how you need to start approaching it. So you need to do that first before you say, Hey, we need to just do, we need to have sex. We're not having sex enough. You need to look at how you're being attractive or unattractive and how you approach sex. Okay. Then there's pathos, understanding her sexual desires. What turns her on? What turns her off? What's, uh, if there's trauma, right? How is that playing into it? Sexual trauma. What does she like sexually? You know, so really understanding that and understanding how you either have been approaching her in a way that's attractive to her, or you've been approaching her in a way that really turns her off. Okay. 
So you understand her mindset, right? Then you work, then again, hopefully you can work together on it and you can just say, look, you know, I want to have a better sexual relationship as part of a whole, you know, approach to marriage and sex, right? So you ask for, Hey, I want you to participate with me in creating a better sexual relationship, you know? And when I approach you in a way that is attractive, I want you to be open to my sexual advances, right? So, you know, again, you want it to be part of the whole marriage. You know, that's the why you want, you know, in my opinion, sex is what separates the a marriage relationship from any other relationship. You're kind of saying, look, I'm going to have sex with you and not other people. Right. So some people do do sort of an open marriage and, uh, you know, I don't have a lot of experience with that, um, but you, it, for the most part, right. People kind of make this deal with each other that, you know, sex is for marriage and we're not going to share it outside of that. So that's the, that's the pattern, right? Ethos, look at how you're approaching it. Am I being attractive or not? Pathos, understanding her side. What does she like sexually? Then logos, what you want, trying to work together, right? Seeing if you can make it work. Okay. So then there's the boundary side. You know, if she won't participate sexually, are you okay continuing in a marriage that way or not? Right. And again, it takes a lot of thought and work on your part first. You have to be approaching this in a, in a good way, right? Or, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to have start having sex with other people? Are you going to masturbate to let that, you know, physical buildup out? Are you going to end the marriage, you know, and in what time frame? It takes a lot of thinking to kind of land on your boundary. You don't want to use the boundary as like a threat. Well, if you don't have sex, we're going to get divorced. Okay. Cause that's the same issue up here. Like it's owed to you, you know, forcing it. That's not good. That's not going to create a good sexual relationship where she's like, has basically like a gun against her head that if she doesn't have sex, you're going to divorce her. You know, that's not good. You need to do all these other things first, right? Eat those pathos logos, be someone that is attractive. And then if you are someone that's attractive and she still won't have sex with you now, you know, you can just start thinking, okay, um, you know, maybe you have to, think about how this marriage is going to work or not. Okay. All right. So in summary, we all want our wife to do certain things for us, but often we try to go about it in immature and unattractive ways, like not asking at all for what we want, doing the mosquito method, trying to sort of do a trade. Like I'll do this for you if you do this for me, but then you don't tell her or just complain. Oh, you don't do this enough for me. Okay. All of those are unattractive. They don't get you where you want. Instead, make an effective presentation to ask for what you want. Use ethos, which is owning your side of the issue completely. Not making excuses, just saying, look, this is how I'm contributing to the problems in our marriage. Then it's pathos, understanding her perspective at a deep level. Okay, Why is she right in not being attracted to you? Why is she right in spending the money the way she is? Why is she right in you know, parenting the way that she does or going to the church that she does or whatever? And then it's logos, which is making your request with a reason why. Okay. And that's it. Okay. That's how you make an effective request. Then if your wife won't do it, won't follow through with it, you have to decide on your boundary. What are you going to do if your request is not met? Sometimes it's going to be nothing. Sometimes it can be something as severe as divorce. And there's a lot of gray area in between. <laughs> and that's what I, you know, help guys do in our, through the program and through, um, uh, through coaching is figure this stuff out. And I love doing it. It's fun for me. And if you 
are looking for help and coaching in your marriage, I invite you to join us in the Strongman system. It'll help you build up these skills to really high levels, to build up this ethos in particular, your character, pathos, understanding your wife from that deep level, and logos, understanding what you want and understanding that a good marriage is a win for both of you and understand how to get to those win-win agreements in all these important areas. So come join us in the strongman system. It's going to be the best $2,500 you've ever spent. It's going to be worth that investment where you get the investment back. That's how it works. So head over to MikeFraserMD.com and I will see you there. All right, stay strong, men. We'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.